Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And guys, guess what? We have reached a milestone, a very important number when it comes to the amount of podcasts that I've done so far. Because today, we are on episode 69. Give me that jacket button and them big old legs. I ain't too hard to beg. And no shame in this game. I'm gonna break it down and bag like Jane, please. I mean, it's pretty amazing that white people thought that this was hip-hop back in the day in the state of Florida. They thought the 69 boys were at the peak of when it came to the hip-hop drama. And boy, were we wrong. I mean, that is not even considered hip-hop. That's like pop hip-hop. Hell, the hip-hop genre back in the 90s, they might be the very original, the OG, the first trolls ever in pop culture. I think that they paid and said, hey, what can we do? White people are starting to catch on to our music. Let's distract them. Give them something that they think is hip-hop that we can sit back and laugh at that they are taking seriously as real hip-hop. We'll watch them do their white cracker boy dances to this music that they think is cool. People in real hip-hop, the gangster rappers like Biggie, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, all of NWA, they laughed at this shit. They laughed at us. They were like, ha, look at these crackers dancing to that hip-hop. They think this is the real hip-hop. And you guys, don't judge me. Do not judge me for going for low-hanging fruit, going for the easy joke, being a frat boy. Hell, even being a morning zoo nut hut show, I had to go for it. I'm on episode 69. I don't know why I can't say 69 making that whole like voice thing. I, I It's just, it's it comes natural to me. And my defense is, if it holds up in radio broadcasting court, my defense is it's a parody. It is me making fun of all the Nut Hut Morning Zoo shows that are out there. And that's why I go for the joke. I make the joke so you can hear how goddamn ridiculous it is. So, um, you know, I didn't mean to go on a little bit of a rant there. You know, when I go for those easy jokes, it feels like I have to back up what I was saying. Give myself an alibi for the jokes that I make sometimes because I make them. I do make those because they're easy. Everybody likes them because if they didn't like them, people wouldn't make those jokes. Morning Zoo Nuts, they're popular. They're all the rage right now. People like myself, the Monsters, Bubba, all the shock jock type, and I'm not calling the Monsters shock jocks, but they do the type of radio that not a lot of people agree with. What I'm saying is that's the unsafe play. Not Hot Morning Zoo, like top 40 easy listening like Bobby Bones. How the hell does that guy get nationally syndicated? Because he's safe. He's easy. He's a whore to the record labels because he'll put any artist on that's up and coming, make them popular. It's straight up payola plugola. But Bobby Bones, the guy's not that funny. He's not that polarized. 
polarizing and he's not that opinionated. So how the hell does a fucking guy like that get paid? And a guy like me that doesn't play it safe tries to think outside the box and make jokes that maybe you've never heard before. And I'm regulated to doing a podcast and a 2006 beat up PT Cruiser in a place I call the Hobo Fish Camp. Doesn't make sense. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Bobby Bones. I'm sure when he first started, he had to hustle. He had to do some things that he didn't like doing just to cut his teeth in the business, make connection, and then work his way up. Hell, you know what? I would be a sellout too, just like Bobby Bones if they threw money at me the way that they're throwing at Bobby Bones. Count me in. Sign me up. I will sell out for the right amount of money to anybody. So I don't want you to think that I'm too good to do the type of radio that Bobby Bones is doing. No, I would do that shit in a heartbeat. Anyway, got a late start on today's podcast because, you know, I've been doing this podcast now every single day for two weeks. Yesterday's show was number 15. Sunday was 14. So it's moving. It's progressing further and further, moving along quicker and quicker. It just seems like I did episode one just the other day. I started this podcast and now I'm on episode 69 and I'm on 69. It's going by quick. I know I had mentioned this. I want to do a party. I want to do a listener. Now, scratch that. I want to do a supporter party, a supporter appreciation party for any of the people that listen to this podcast. When I get close to episode 100, I'm going to be giving you the details on the party and I'm going to invite you into my own home. I'm going to invite you here to the Hobo Fish Camp to party. You can bring your own beer. I will buy some beer because I've been saving up all the money that you guys have been donating to my PayPal account. I don't give it out much, but I'm going to now. PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That is PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. All my content is free. I'm not charging you for the stuff that I put out. If you want to help out the cause and you're a supporter of mine and you want to help me out in any way, you can do that. Donate anything. I'll take a dollar, five dollars. Whatever it is, I will take it. And I've been trying to write everybody back that I can to personally thank them for helping me out. But if you can't help me out financially, you can do that. Help spread the word about this podcast. Listen, guys, like I said, I don't like to call you fans. I don't like to call you listeners. I like to call you supporters. I'm a fan of soccer. And in soccer, their fans are called supporters. The people that root for their soccer team, they are called supporters because in those soccer clubs, they believe that the fans are just as important as the players. And that's how I feel about you guys. It it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind every morning. I've told you this. The first thing I do in the morning is wake up, check the stats of the previous day to see how many people downloaded or streamed any way to be able to listen to the content I put out. And it blows my mind. Never in a million years would I have thought that people would want to listen or hear what I have to say. So I am so grateful, so appreciative of every single one of you. I kind of got a late start on the podcast today because I've been doing a weekly bit for the guys from the Funny to Informing podcast. Uh, If you remember, I did a show with them a few months ago before the pandemic started 
it out. They came over to the Hobo Fish Camp, recorded a podcast with them, and then they had never fished, but well, the one guy, John, had never fished before and had never caught a fish. I, he, he probably has fish, but I know for a fact he had never catched a fish before. And I wanted to be able to show him how to throw a cast net. So if you go on my YouTube channel, you can see me with John and Chris, the guys from Funny to Informing Podcast, teaching them how to throw a cast net. But I've been doing a weekly commentary for them. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I've done this bit. I call it Radio Inception. And if you've seen the movie Inception, you know, it's like a dream inside a dream inside a dream. And that's why I call it Radio Inception, because this bit is a bit inside a bit inside a bit because I do a commentary which is the original bit. I send it to them. They play it on their podcast and review it. So that's the second bit. Then they send it back to me, their review of my bit that I did for their show, Funny to Informing Podcast. Search it. It's available on all podcast platforms, especially iTunes. Check out their Facebook page Funny to Informing. It's easy to find. You can't miss it. But so it's a bit inside a bit because they send it back to me and then I play the bit of them reviewing my bit and that's the bit I do. So that's why I call it Radio Inception. So I was a little bit behind because I had to do that for them. And and I don't mind. Usually before, when I first started doing this bit for them, it wasn't a big deal because I wasn't doing the podcast on the weekend. And the last two weekends, I've been doing podcasts. So I got a little bit behind. I woke up this morning, got a text from John. Hey, you going to have that bit done for me? And I freaked out immediately. I, I got up, shook out the cobwebs, took my meds, ate breakfast, and got right out to the PT Cruiser studio and started recording. So yeah, I was a little bit behind, which sucks. But I'm happy to do it because I do it because I'm hustling, trying to get new listeners. Even if I pick up one, two, even five listeners from them listening to Funny to Informing, it was all worth it. But I, I you know what? I wouldn't be true to you guys as the supporters and true to myself if I didn't admit this. I will admit, I did not even think about the bit this week until John yesterday texted me and said, hey, we're going to be recording tomorrow. Need you, uh, we need that bit. And I'm like, ah, oh, yep, yep, I'll do it in the morning. And then I got that text. But seriously, I didn't even write this bit. I, I just drifted it. Went out to the car, did the commentary that I did. They give me a topic every single week, and I did it. I did a commentary on the topic that they give me, as well as listener suggestions from Funny to Informing. But I woke up. I didn't party, wasn't high, wasn't hungover, anything like that. But I got up and knocked that right out of the park. One of my favorite all-time sports stories was the story about David Wells pitching his perfect game. I don't know. A lot of people don't realize this. And there's a lot of famous people to back this up. David Wells on the day. Well, the night before. You got to back it up all the way to the night before. I don't know if you know this. David Wells pitched a perfect game for the Yankees. I think it was in the late 90s. But David Wells, a known partier, very known partier. He worshiped Babe Ruth. That's why I think I could be wrong. I know all these baseball nets are going to come at me hard if I get this wrong. But as far as I know, I think David Wells wore 33 because he worshiped Babe Ruth. And I I know Babe Ruth wasn't 33, but I think he got 33 because I'm probably wrong. But I'm going out on a limb here. Please correct me. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. I'm sure. I'm almost absolutely sure that Babe Ruth was number three and Wells picked number 33 because three was already retired. But Wells, the night before and the day up, because he didn't go to sleep, maybe got an hour. But David Wells had been partying with a bunch of celebrities at a party, been partying, went home. I think even the celebrities were like, hey, David, don't you got a pitch? Yeah, I got to do whatever. 
I'll get to get some rest. And I got to look this up. But this celebrity, I remember him vividly saying, I woke up, was watching the game because they were all hungover. Woke up late, saw David Wells pitching. And they were like, how the fuck is Wells pitching right now? And then it got later and later and later. Got into the eighth and ninth inning and Wells still had a perfect game. David motherfucking Wells made himself a legend, a household name by doing the feat of pitching a perfect game on little sleep, partying the night before. And I'm not going to go out on a limb and say Wells was doing any other illicit drugs. He could have. I would not be surprised, but I'm not going to say that. But David Wells went legend by throwing a perfect game the next day after been partying all night, maybe doing other illicit substances and still threw a perfect game. That guy is a goddamn man. And yes, I'm comparing myself to one of the greatest pitchers ever to play for the Yankees. I'm on his same level because I woke up, did my bid, got it done in an hour, and knocked it out of the park. I threw a perfect game when it comes to a produced bid. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's a... Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And listen, I know that I'm up to two paid sponsorship ads a show. I'm not going to get much more than that because I don't want my show to turn into one big plugola. If you're a fan of this show, that means the show is doing well since I'm running ads right now. And you're not going to hear a lot of them, I promise. I, I'm going to make sure. I would rather this show be free and not make any money because I know a lot of people. Hey, that. And I'm not going to be running a bunch of ads. I'm just letting you guys know. I just don't want you to freak out because you, you're hearing two ads a show now. That's not it. That most likely will be the maximum. Two paid ads per show because it's only like a 30 to 45 minute show. Either way, I'm, I'm blabbing on. Let's, let's get back into the content. Here's a conversation that I did earlier with the one and only Charlie Alamo, the guy that does the produce bits, started out doing all of my production work, but I told him we had this conversation. I need him as a co-host more than a production guy, a production guy doing spots. I still want him to do his written bits. I want him to do his written bits and be my co-host. So here's my conversation with Charlie Alamo. Hey, what's up, guys? So I have been like a special actor and I don't get this too often. I've never talked to uh, the one and only Charlie Alamo on, on a Tuesday. But what I'm trying to say is I had had a conversation with Charlie and Lamo. He's the guy who does a lot of my production, does a lot of the uh, produced, written bits. And I told him, I, I, I need you. I want you. It, it, as you can, however you can do it, I would like you to be my co-host as much as you can. And he texted me today while I'm recording. Hey, I got some time. Can we record? I'm not going to turn that shit down. And 
Now I'm blessed to have the one and only Charlie Alamo on the phone with me. Charlie, what's up? Hey, man, I don't know if you'd say blessed because I know a few family members that if they got this call, they would not take it at all. <laughs> so I'm just glad that uh, you answered the text. Now, let me ask you, I, now that you bring that up, I, I got to like, are you considered the black sheep of the family or are there worse people than you? And I'm not saying you're a bad guy is what I'm saying is. I, you know, nobody wants to be the black sheep of the family. No, I would say that I'm not the black sheep of the family, but I do relish being in that sort of uh, air, grayer area, if that makes any sense, just because, I, I don't know, I like being the fucked up person where they're like, hey, that everybody loves the crazy uncle who shows up and he has oh, yeah. gifts and people don't know why he's there and he may be a little messed up, but he's still on point. That's how I try to conduct well, myself. As long as you're not the creepy uncle, you know, Uncle Uncle uh, Keely, like, you know, as long as you're not the uh, creepy uncle, I'll take anything. I'll be the black sheep over being the creepy uncle. No, I, I agree completely with you. I'm more the uncle passed out in his soup type of uncle than uh, than touchy feely. I don't I don't like that type of stuff. I never liked it as a kid. Now, don't like it now. Now, I'm, I, I, now this is leading into other things that I'm interested about. OK. I really haven't found this out. Now, give me what your immediate family household was, okay? Mother, father, did you have brothers, sisters? You know, kind of give me a little bit of a back. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I think the people that listen to this podcast want to know more about you. I think, honestly, I don't want to get into that. No, I'm just kidding. I'll tell you exactly how it was. <laughs> um, growing up, it was uh, mother, father, and then... Uh... They had my sister, and then it wasn't very long after that my mom and dad got divorced, and then it was just living at my mom's house and then going back and forth for a while. And that changed when we moved to Montana, and then it was like we saw our dad every once in a while type of deal. But uh, we moved to Montana because we had a lot of family here. My aunt lived here, my grandparents lived here, so... It was beneficial, and I don't know. I mean, a lot of people complain about the way that they grew up. I don't blame anybody. I think I had a great childhood, especially growing up in a small town. I'm one of those few people that can still remember party lines and stuff like that. When somebody had their own phone line, you were like, how gaudy is this girl? <laughs> now, now, this is another thing I'm curious about because I haven't dug too much into this. But now you're 30, right? 31, yeah. You're 31. Okay. Now at 31... Have you had a serious relationship in your life? No. Nothing you serious. Have not. No. Nothing have serious. Have you ever been close to being married? No. No. Nothing like that. I mean, I mean, I'm not judging you, but like you're kind of a little bit behind on the trends here, you know? You know, at 30, 31, you would think that you would have already had a serious relationship, you know? at least gotten married i mean listen i'm not joking. i i you know i made a mistake i got married wasn't the right person yes i had a great time but maybe you're doing it right maybe we're all doing it wrong and charlie alamo is the one that's got it all figured out i don't got anything figured out man i'm just a person trying to get the hell out of where i'm at right now and that's about it now if you all right you say that though what would be your ideal city to move and do radio with if, if you had a choice honestly the last couple of weeks i don't know if about the whole radio thing to do radio in i mean honestly it would be a major market <laughs> who doesn't want to work in those but you're just another 
I don't know, piece of meat, I guess. Small One day, fish in a big pond. Look how many, I mean, look at what they did during COVID to the people at K-Rock. They fired Kevin Ryder from the Kevin and Bean yep. show. They got they canned a bunch of people to hire a guy that they hired on on the cheap because he got fired from a San Diego radio station. Not that I'm knocking anybody, but he got hired because he had a public, uh, he had this media thing where it had a picture of the bridge and it said jump off into the station and people thought it was a suicide type thing. So who knows, man? Yeah, I mean, dude, it's just a whole big dude, it, man. It, I, I, I was working at clear channel, which is now iHeartRadio at the time, but back in 2008 during the, uh, the great recession during, uh, the housing bubble, you know, all that good shit that happened back in 2008. Of course. When, when the economy was horrible. Oh, man, it was a goddamn bloodbath at Clear Channel at the time. We were all worried. Anytime you get an email from a boss or, or somebody in management, you're like, oh, this is it, getting fired. So, so many legendary broadcasters lose their job because of the recession at that time. So many legendary broadcasters lose their job just in general. I mean... At- I'm probably never going to work for one of the major companies, and I really don't give a fucking shit. But look at iHeart. Look at no. Look at iHeart. Look at Intercom. Look at all these things. What do they carry? A loss. Where where is the loss at? Because you have people in management that know nothing about creative that are making multi million dollar contracts. When you pay people twenty five thousand dollars to do a show, it's ridiculous, man. Charlie, Charlie, I'm glad you bring that up, man, because I've talked about, you know, some of these upper management people, the ones that aren't doing as much, they just, you know, make decisions and decide who gets paid what or what ads air where. I mean, if you got rid of one of those people, you can keep on five or six of the smaller guys that are busting their ass, giving you content, doing commercials, doing production. Those guys, the ones that are doing the real work, you can keep them on. Yeah. And but it... no, you, you got to keep the management. Dude, I had two managers in between me and the top dog at iHeartRadio at the time. And you could have gotten rid of both of those two that did, did, did not do my much and, and keep the other people on board, the ones that are doing the work, the guys that are producing the content for you. The only people that should be running radio stations are people that work in radio. Yeah, sometimes there's yeah. there's there's people that you know sift through the crack that actually know what they're doing or pick it up, but for the most part, if you're not on the air or know anything about being creative on the air, you shouldn't have anything to do with it. Manage the books. Yeah. Hey, Charlie, Charlie. So, when you texted me, like I couldn't pass up on a chance to talk to you, okay? But uh, I recently reconnected because you know how radio is. You get you get busy. You know you lose touch with the people you grew up with. And I've been recently talking to. I had two childhood friends growing up. You know, and in the most important times of anybody's life in their teenage years, Howard and Derek. And I went off, went to work, was in Orlando, then moved to Tampa, and I hadn't seen them. And my best friend that I grew up with, Derek, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling to go meet him right now. I haven't seen him in a while. And I wanted to ask, do you have, have any of those guys, the guys you grew up with, that you went to school with, that, that are always going to be your friend? 
Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the only one. No, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the people that I went to school with, especially up in Lincoln, that i known since shit I can even remember there in second grade, all of those people I'm still friends with. I show up every once in a while to their barbecues and shit, and they're always happy to see me. Some of them I'm more friends with than others, but still, they're all happy because I don't show up and make a mess. I'm courteous. I'm actually a really nice house guest, and quite is, quite frankly. But but isn't that weird and, and but also cool at the same time? You haven't seen him. I've seen my friend Derek, and I'm on my way to go see him now just to say hi. You know, he's working. I wanted to drop off some things, but I ain't seen him in 10 years. But it's amazing how you, you go so long not talking with them, but like get right back into a conversation with them. Like, You've been talking and never stopped talking. Exactly. You can just pick it right back up where it left off again. I love, uh, that's how you know that they're actually a friend when you can go back and do stuff like that. Because I've tried to reconnect in the past with, with people that I've, I've found on, not even on Facebook. Sometimes it'll pop up. Oh, hey, you may know. So I'm like, oh, I do know that person. Maybe I'll shoot them a message. Not even add them because I don't really give a fuck about friends on there. Social media can go suck a dick. But uh, I, yeah. I, I, I go back and I look at this, uh, this stuff and I'm like, yeah, you know, if you actually had a connection with these people, they'll want to reach out or they'll want to engage in it. If not, then it, it is whatever you say. You exchange pleasantries, go, hey, how's it going? And that's it. All right, Charlie, man. Well, listen, I got to thank you, man. Like, uh, did you listen to the segment where I was kind of marking out to you? I did, and I appreciate it. I don't know if you've picked up on it, but I'm really not uh, the type of person that knows how to take a compliment well. I usually uh, no, just skirt I, no, them, and uh, no, I think it was great. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I love uh, sending in bits, and I have a few more planned for the uh, future. So, Well, I just want you to know I appreciate and I value, value you. I, I hope you know that. That's more than I've heard from places that I was actually employed in, so I appreciate it. All right, Charlie, if people want to check you out, where can they do that at? Uh, just check it out on Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Everything's up there, and actually, I don't even care if you check it out. At this point, I'm just here to uh, entertain and help Cuddle Show out. <laughs> well, listen, I think you're talented. I think any program director is dumb as shit if they don't give you an opportunity. So, listen. You're welcome anytime. Like I told you, you have an open door policy with me at all times. I'm trying to I'm trying to get that door closed, so let's see what happens. All right, man. Well, have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you at a later date. This is Jimmy G for Jimmy G's Autos. You in a market for a new fucking car? Come to fuck down. You in a market for a new fucking truck? Come to fuck down. You in the market for a new SUV? Come the fuck down. You in the market for a bus? I'll go out on the street, steal the cocksucker, then I'll sell the fucking thing to you. Oh, by the way, no shitbox trade-ins. We don't play that fucking game around here. Maybe your car's broken. Take it to fuck somewhere else. We don't fucking work on cars. As we sell. This is Jimmy G's Auto. We're gonna put you in a fucking car today. Is that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by PocketPairClub.com. With Pocket Pair Club, you can play in live poker games right on your mobile device. You can also play in tournaments, at cash tables, or just for fun. They have Texas Hold'em and Pot Limit Omaha. Pocket Pair Club doubles the first deposit bonus. There's a daily $1,000 free roll and a $50,000 nightly tournament. 
and it's all certified by Gaming Labs. Use referral ID 411-507. That's 411-507 when you visit PocketPairClub.com. You big man, can I please borrow a piece of puss? Please. All right, guys, we're wrapping up the show. The last segment that I'm going to play for you, I'm trying to do these recorded segments when I'm going out and interacting with people. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from people as much as I can, but you know how I am. Guys, I cut my teeth. I made my name in radio by being a man on the street, getting out there, pounding the pavement and meeting people. And once this pandemic's done, I've got to tell you, this podcast is going to be off the chain. I'm just telling you. God, that sounded really old, 40-year-old guy trying to be cool because I just said, once I go out and do man on the street, this podcast is going to be off the chain. I'm a fucking douchebag. God damn it. Either way, here's some audio I recorded earlier when I went over to visit Casey. Casey, if you know Casey, she was the girl that I was dating while I was on Bubba's show, and uh, she's got a new boyfriend now, and I went over later in the day. I knew. Most likely, he would be there. I ran tape before I even got out of my dad's truck. All right, guys. So I might have something. Might be a little hairy, but I'm going to record it. Might get my face punched in. So uh, let me explain this. Uh, I went to the store. Nobody's got eggs. Casey, uh, Casey, if, you, if you're a listener of the Bubba the Love Sponge show, you know who Casey is. Casey, we dated for a little while. We hung out. And Casey is, uh, Casey is one of the nicest, most down-to-earth women, woman, that I've ever met in my life. She's been raising chicken. She raised her own chicken from fucking chicks, and now they're laying eggs. And I didn't get them last week. She called me and said, hey, we got some eggs for you. And I didn't come and get them. When I knew I ran out of eggs, like, hey, you got any eggs? And I think she said she got like four or five. So I'm going over here. But it's kind of late. It's kind of late. And the last time I was over here, her current boyfriend was not here because I think he might have still been at work. So he might be here today. And I thought I would record. I already had the recorder going before I park, before I ever get out of the goddamn truck. I want to make sure I'm running tape. I don't think anything's going to happen, but just in case, guys, just in case. Oh, Casey, is this Casey, uh, Casey's new man? Is this Casey's uh, new man van? Man van? Kind of rhyming now. I swear to God, it looks like a raper van. I mean, it's a nice van. I mean, it's not beat up. Doesn't have any dents or anything. But the first thing I look at when anybody has a van, raper. Raper, pedo, or just creep. That's it. I, I shouldn't gener- generalize people or stereotype them. So uh, let's see. Let's see. I, I haven't met him yet. I've, I've talked to him on the phone. He he called into the show one day just to bust my balls. And let's see. Let's see what type of guy he is. So I don't know. Let's see how it works. I did bring them some food and money for the eggs. Hello? Sorry. Hey, pulls in. Oh, you got your stuff up. Here. What's up, man? Good to see you. See? Uh, I'm just, I'm doing fine. Here, mom bought some food earlier. It's a stromboli. So I don't know, like, if you wanted some. You're only going to have it for leftovers? No, we, we have a whole full one left. 
I'm always recording. What's up, man? Ah, uh, no. Corona. Yeah. Corona. Gotcha. I know. So, um. Kisses. Thank you. Hey, I'm, yeah, hey, um. Patrick, Tom, yeah. Tom, this is Patrick. Is, it, is this your boyfriend? All right, I got to go say hi, because he called in and busted my balls out one day. <laughs> He's keeping Kyle away from Lieutenant Dan. I would, I would say hi and shake your hand and shit, but no, here, we'll, we'll rub elbows. <laughs> I'm recording for my podcast, so. I'm always recording. Wait, you just built the new damn thing there. Uh, we were starting it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I got to say, you don't look anything like I pictured, man. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, I did. I thought he'd be bigger, but he doesn't look like your stereotypical Volusia O'Kill person. <laughs> I grew up in New England. Oh, yeah, so you're a goddamn Yankee. <laughs> How the fuck did Casey end up with the Yankee? Casey! <laughs> How the hell did you end up with a Yankee? I've been here 25 years. I know. <laughs> Still, you ain't got that rebel blood in you. Right. You ain't got that transplant yet. Yeah. So, so do you think you'll eat the food? I, I mean, I didn't mean to bring it. Okay, so. Here's your eggs. Okay, thank you. He wooed me. That's how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess those Yankees are way more fancier than us uh, southern yeah. people. Here, that's for well, future they're just, eggs. They're just, they're just, they're just hung more. We, we suffer from the white man disease. No, we made a deal like two or three dollars a dozen. I know, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get um, probably ten more hens, so I'll be giving them away. I'll be begging people to take. Are you getting more chicks or are you getting them already live? I'm getting chicks. Oh, come on, just, just get them like already grown, where you don't have to fuck with them. But I like taking care of chicks. Only day off. Listen, how many did you get out of that? When I was here, I came by to visit when they were just small little chicks. And it looks like you only got like five or six out of that whole group. No, I got the full seven. They sent me, I ordered four hens and one rooster, and they sent me two extra. Well, guess what? When I saw them, I was uh, on substances and drinking and shit like that, which I'm clean now, completely. That's Cocky and his girls, and that's Lieutenant Dan and his girls. So you're just letting them free range? Four or free ranging. Because I'm afraid if I let Lieutenant Dan out this soon, he'll go over the... Wait, now, does Lieutenant Dan not have any legs? He does have <laughs> legs. <laughs> I'm just asking. I, I'm just trying to figure out why you call him Lieutenant Dan. Because I like the name, and we were watching that damn movie the other night. Well, I just saw it as soon as I heard Lieutenant Dan. I was like, fuck, I got to see this chicken with no legs. I got to see this chicken with no legs. But, uh, no. Yeah. Oh. Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. He's got... You know what I'll say? He's got new legs. You got, I got space shuttle legs. Well, that's good. So Lieutenant Dan's walking around with all of his bitches. Well, who's who's the cock? Cocky. Right. That's really creative, calling the rooster cocky. If you if you look look up Kyle on the internet, and you'll realize he's AKA Kyle. But I called them cocky for the longest time, and they remember their names, so I can't change the name. No, I'm. That's bullshit. I'll call bullshit. There's no chicken that knows his goddamn name. Chickens know up to 50 different languages. No, no, no. They can, they can remember their name, and they can remember other hens' names. How about this? Next week, whenever you have free time, I will make a bet with you, a small bet, because I don't want to take your money, but $10, okay? If you can get Mr. Cocky to be and come to you when you call his name, I will give you ten dollars. Did it earlier. I, I don't have ten on me right now, so don't like call me out. Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan dances for me. He thinks I'm one of his hens too. Well, you want to know how they used to get chickens to dance back in the day? They would put their feet on a hot plate and they would they would dance and shit. So so all right. Well, listen, I don't I don't want to bust up the party. Listen, man, I gotta tell you, 
I thought you hated me. No, no. No, dude, when we went to Camelot that one time, you wouldn't even sit at the fucking table with me. <laughs> you went up to the you went up to the counter and you were like I Now I've heard from other people, you know, not Casey in particular. But I've heard from the other group, we used to go out fishing, they're like, hey, you can't pay. He gets in a mood sometimes. If he doesn't want to be around you, he doesn't want to be around you. Yeah, just get that way with everybody. But, you, you know, but you got to understand. Listen, you got to understand. I have mental issues. I try to kill myself. And it makes me feel bad whenever people are just like, hey, I'm going to go sit at the fucking counter. <laughs> I got you. I understand. You know, like that right there almost pushed me to the edge. Like. I could have tried to off myself like two months ahead of time if I wouldn't have, if I'd have taken it too seriously that you wanted to hang out at the counter and not sit with me and Casey at the well, table. I usually, I usually sit at the bar anyway. I'm yeah, well, but I also got to call you out. Are you a Florida cracker? Are you a Florida? Yeah, I'm a Florida. What the fuck are you putting syrup on your grits and shit? I've heard that. <laughs> no, it's not syrup. It's not syrup on the grits. I put jelly in there. That, that's, that's some fucked up shit. That's some. That's a straight up New England Yankee shit, like Casey's man. Well, listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. It was nice finally meeting you, man. You got a good girl there. Hey, man. See you, buddy. All right. Any closing words? I want to hear from you. Oh man. Come on. Give me something. Give me a quote that is just don't, way out there. Don't do anything I would do, and if you do, take pictures. Oh, I always take pictures. I gotta get evidence. Gotta get evidence. Because. Because these hoes will lie on you. They will. They will. They all do. Cocky. <laughs> Cocky. He's like, See, he's got another cock to fight. He's not going to pay attention. Wait, there's another rooster over there? Yes, all right, let's break those motherfuckers out right now. I'm going to get my camera out. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to find a rooster and bring that motherfucker over here. I'm going to piss some of those razor blades on his back, black, back claws. I'm going to throw down some money. I appreciate the eggs. Casey, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. See you, Pat. Yeah. All right, guys. Now you guys can talk shit about me as soon as I leave. You're a goddamn liar because I talked shit about you when I left or when you leave. Well, I mean, that went better than what I thought it would have went. Really did. Guy's nice, I got to admit. Casey's new uh, boyfriend. He's a great guy. I wanted to hate on him, but I can't. Pretty fucking cool, gotta tell you. But the one thing that I was kind of shocked about, fucking Casey. Like in a relationship with a goddamn Yankee, somebody from up north. Would have never thought it. I'm not saying anything bad about people from the north. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, it's a different type of people in Oak Hill. Oak Hill, Florida, which is Volusia County. Lot, lot different people. Very different. But I'm not talking shit. I think he's a nice guy. And that's about it. It was well worth me coming over here and getting these eggs. Got some great content. So, alright guys. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Like I said, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. Trying to give you something different. Fuck, I don't think I've talked about the coronavirus in a couple of weeks. You know, I went on a run there for about two or three weeks. And that was the only fucking thing I talked about. And I was like, you know what? People don't want to hear this shit. People are listening to real news, local news, national news to get their information when it comes to the coronavirus. I've been trying to steer clear of that. And I hope you guys are liking it. If you're not liking it, let me know. If you want me to talk coronavirus, 
I will. Email me. Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. And I'm not trying to give out my PayPal. If you want to help me, I know everybody's going through a hard time right now. I'm not asking you for money. But I mean, if you want to, you can. I'm not going to say it. If you want to donate, you can find it. Go to Tuttle.net. If you want to help me out, tell people about the show. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your neighbors, your loved ones. I don't give a damn. Just tell somebody. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope you're having a good day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for checking out Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share the show. Subscribe to Tuttle's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. Follow Tuttle on all forms of social media at Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. And email the show anytime, Tuttle at gmail.com. Additional imaging and bits provided by CCA Productions. Visit facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. This has been Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?